0: Are you looking for political correctness? Then go somewhere else. Hello. The following show is brought to you by Father Finney's Aperture Abbey. That's a little shop on ebay.co.uk, where I sell cameras and lenses and old-school synthesizers. Anything that goes squeak and bleep and beep, really. And that's it. But they would be well-packed, they smell good, not like that normal eBay stuff where you get it wrapped in a tea towel or someone's old pants or it stinks of canal dog or tobacco. No, nice good quality stuff with 30-day guarantees. In fact, tell you what, I'll give you 60. There you go, and on with the show. Welcome to the best that man can get, and today's guest is fueling us up with gummy awesomeness across a bridge to a better height. She's an innovator, a sales guru, a globe-trotting fundraiser, and the linchpin of a great family legacy in the making. It is the ever-bright and shining Susie Boscher. Hello.
1: Hi. Hey,
0: welcome. <laughs> It's so good to have you because, to be honest, you are, in all honesty, one of the most inspiring beings I've ever known.
1: Oh, James, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is. It's absolutely true. It's just um, whenever I've seen you in any sort of, uh, I was going to use the word congregation, but that wouldn't be the right word. Uh, gatherings, whenever you're communicating ideas, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. So I had to have you on. And I know your life is going through a, uh, a further expansion. In many ways. So before we get into uh, explain to the the listeners who you are and what you do, I've got a basic question for you. Now I know you have a love of the English and English life, even though you're a a Floridian uh, over in the US. What do you think is the best food in Florida that British people should eat?
1: The best food in Florida that that British people should eat? Yeah. Mm, This is very tough. I will tell you that I have entertained some of our English friends here in in America. Yeah. And um, they really liked the grouper cheeks. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, grouper cheeks.
0: Grouper cheeks.
1: We have a fish here called a grouper. And um, it's a really lovely white fish. It's not super fishy fishy. Okay. And it's uh, generally breaded. And then it has a little bit of... Uh, buffalo spice to it I don't know if you're familiar with buffalo sauce Uh, but it's kind of mild so it's not too spicy and um, they're flaky and crispy and kind of delicious
0: wow okay that's I I do like a good fish if you can make an exciting meal with fish it's always going to be a good thing isn't it so that's that's good I like that
1: especially from people from the UK because like in America we don't have fish pie and some of my English <laughs> friends thought it was funny. When I was taking pictures, I'm like, look at this fish pie. And my friends are like, what? Yeah,
0: amazing. fish pie is incredible. Although that depends <laughs> on who makes it, to be fair. I've got to clarify that. Uh, what would they have for pudding then with this amazing um, this fish dish?
1: What would they have for pudding? Yeah. I mean, I, English Pudding is so much better than American pudding. For people in America, um, they don't necessarily know that pudding means dessert, just so you know.
0: Oh, this, okay. This is
1: a widely misunderstood uh, term, actually. Right. Okay. So when they hear that song uh, by Pink Floyd at the end where they say, How can you have any meat if you don't have your pudding? You can't have any meat, you know. Oh,
0: got ya. Yes.
1: From the wall. Yes. Um, Americans think. That that means that you're going to get a glass dish with <laughs> something, the consistency of custard.
0: Oh, I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. It's <That's> very different. <laughs> yeah. I love egg custard. I don't know if that's of any relevance. One thing I loved when I was in Florida is you have in cartons uh egg custard that you can just pour out of a carton. We don't have that in the UK. That was amazing. Absolutely love that stuff it's amazing I could just drink it straight out the tub or whatever you would call it the carton sorry that would be the American <laughs> thing yes so normally I send questions to my guests basic questions but I got a bit bored because it's been the same questions over the last over the last year yeah. but I know that you will have some great answers anyway and that you can operate off the bat because whatever's drops on your lap you can handle so I've just got these basic questions. There's no point giving you a precursor to these things. Um, <laughs> so I'm a man of 46. Um, many of my listeners apparently are male and of a similar age. That's yeah. what uh, Spotify is telling me. I don't know if there's any truth in that. Um, what would you advise for the listing male? The male who's sort of gone off on a journey. It's the wrong. It's a dead end, so to speak. They're having a bit of difficulty turning around. Yeah what would you suggest the basics in life for a being to do?
1: It's really funny that you asked this because I'm actually getting ready to do a very detailed blog post on pretty much the same topic, not necessarily for 40 something year old men, but just yeah. for anybody. Um, I, I came across this quote that you've probably heard forever. And it's been kind of my mantra is find something you love to do and then figure out how to make a living at it. Yeah. But that's actually an incomplete mantra. And it sets... A person up I feel potentially for failure and yeah. I'll explain why because people love to do a lot of things and there's a lot of people that love to do things that they're not very good at so if they're not very good at it they're not going to make a living at it no matter what it is so I kind of was looking at it it was a little bit inspired by our gummy bear journey because it's been an interesting thing where we're taking this this concept, this thing that I was just doing at home and then turning it into an actual business, like a going concern for real. Mm. And I was, it's, it's already taking off really well. People love it. The taste tests have gone phenomenal, the way they look and everything I've approached from the viewpoint of being very professional. And I was thinking about that, like how do you go from nothing? Like a little over a year ago, this wasn't even on my radar and now I'm launching a business. Yeah. around it right yeah um and you can say people are pivoting because of this time period but I think that at any time in your life you can start over and decide to do something amazing but there's some rules you have to have in place so I changed the mantra I was thinking about it one night and I thought no it's it's not correctly stated in that what it should say is find something you love to do get really good at doing it and then figure out how to make a living at it. And if you take those three principles and you apply them to anything, and I do mean anything in life, you will see that there's truth in that. It doesn't matter what it is. Even if you you love dining out, like if that's the thing that you love to do. Mm -hmm. And when I say get really good at it, then you find out, okay, uh, where would be the best places to dine and what would be the things that somebody who's interested in dining would look for and then maybe you start a podcast or maybe you start a video channel or maybe you start doing reviews or 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 or. but all of these things you can actually make money at you can make money at if you're really amazing at lettering I buy lettering courses from incredibly skilled lettering artists so that I can actually improve my own lettering skills Why? And, and I realize that that's actually at the end of the day, what separates me and the games that I decide to play and somebody else who maybe is struggling with succeeding. And I'm not saying that as a bragging point at all. Yeah. We've just historically in my life, been pretty successful mm. and at anything we've chosen to do. We were self-taught in our uh, web design and hosting company that we started in 1999 which we then sold in 2017 for a pretty tidy sum, which allowed us to pursue our dreams. But how did we get so good? How did we attract so many amazing people? Exactly that, we found something we love to do. We got really good at it. Hmm. And then we figured out how to make a living doing it.
0: Yeah, okay. So that
1: would be, I think anybody can do anything. And most people aren't um, doing something that they really love and that's sad. Yeah. If you can find somebody who some people love to wait on tables and they make the best servers in the world. They're like the ones where you go to a restaurant and you have an experience and you're like, oh, that was so lovely. And you leave and you feel happy. Some people love to bake and you go into their patisserie and you're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever eaten because they <laughs> love it, right? Yeah.
0: It yeah. Is- no, I get, get that. Do you know what? As you said that out of your three-step mantra, I was thinking everything I've probably done, there's always been one of those absent I think
1: that's true for everybody.
0: Yeah. It's like a little triangle and I've one of the points is significantly missing. Isn't that that funny? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was one of the shoe drop moments for me where I was like.
0: (laughs) Shoe drop. (laughs) Is that as in shoe pastry or actual shoe that you dropped?
1: (laughs) No, a shoe that you drop. I don't know why that's an American phrase. Yeah. Because I don't know when you're dropping your shoe unless you really want to (laughs) attract attention.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's all right. Yeah, because your past history, you did set up, the has been on, he was my first ever guest I spoke to a, a year ago. Can you, what's a year ago. Um, And yeah, you set up a company from nothing, just from an idea or a discussion in a diner. Yeah. And then you built up a huge company and sold it on. Yeah. yeah. And now you're doing it again with what is... Am I allowed to ask now, what is the current name for the Gummy Bear Company?
1: Yeah, so it's called, um, it's called Scrummy, it's, our company is called the Scrummy Sweets Co, the okay. Scrummy Sweets Company, yeah. which um, again, this is my nod to the UK, of course, and awesome. and, and my husband being South African, um, he was raised in Durban, South Africa, which is more of the, the British colonial influence, of South Africa versus the Dutch. So it's a word that we both kind of grew up with. We were gonna call it um, Awesome Sweets and Treats, the name of our company. But for trademark purposes, when you have a word that says generic is awesome, it's very difficult. And then we were calling our um, flagship product, Awesome Gummy Bears. But then at the same time, a very big American candy company, Um, was releasing a line of of gummy candies called totally awesome uh, gummy dragons and totally awesome gummy unicorns and they're loaded with sugar and artificial flavors and artificial colors and anyway we were like we need to kind of redirect it so we changed the name to the scrummy sweets company and these are our scrummy gummy bears wow and we're introducing america to this word that I already love I mean scrummy is such a great (laughs) word but it's not a common word in the U.S. so some of them were like this is a weird word why are you calling it that I'm like listen scrummy is awesome and you (laughs) know who Mary Berry is like let's just stop for a minute and have a little lesson in actual
0: fantastic
1: British English and anyway it's been brilliant
0: On, on the back there have you got like not just the ingredients but a definition of scrummy is that on the back
1: it's not on here, but on the website, I have a little story of scrummy and it's really cute because, you know, I do have the definition where it is delicious, but it's also for Americans it, like here's the simplicity of it. My grandson, um, he's 12 right years old mm-hmm. and he came over to the house over we were visiting with my son and. Um, he's the one who has all my grandkids right now. So my grandson came in and I said, oh, oh, Logan, did you see that we have a new package? And he picks up the package and he goes, Scrummy gummy bears. He goes, oh, I love that. It's like scrumptious. And he goes, which is a really good description because they are. And then he grabbed <laughs> them and I gobbled them up. Just like that. So I was like my 12-year-old grandson gets it yeah. i really don't care if it's a new word for most americans i'm happy to introduce them because our, our plan was even though it's sugar-free yeah. is to market it as a candy company i'm not trying to um i'm not trying to convey wholesome uh granola
0: yeah kind of
1: jump in the woods and find something to snack on that maybe tastes <laughs> okay, but it's good for you. That's not my thing. It's like, no, this is a candy. It looks like a candy. It has the texture of a candy. It tastes like a candy, but it doesn't have any of the crap.
0: So. Yeah. Is it going to be a great tool to introduce children to other fruits? Are you, are you going to be able to expand it to have all the world's fruits possibly at some point?
1: I don't know. That's an interesting take on it though. I mm. mean, eventually we're we have right now we have three products that are absolutely planned that we're in the in the works of doing, which is this the the main one, the scrummy gummy bears, and then the second one behind that will be a, um, a sour uh, gummy bear because it's it's also pretty popular, yeah. and then the last thing will be. Um, kind of a, a sweet scrummy fish which is a, which is a not <laughs> like
0: sorry I t- a scrummy fish kind of okay. right? yeah yeah
1: but swedish fish is actually one of the most popular candies in america believe it or not
0: wow okay and
1: it's a red fish that's very 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 sweet and they were started in sweden I don't okay. even know how big they are in the UK, but here in America, they're huge, but they're loaded with sugar. So uh, we're doing a sugar-free version, just like we did with the gummy bears, yeah. so that it'll be uh, diabetic friendly and it'll be ketogenic. People who are doing ketogenic or low-carb diet friendly, that kind of thing.
0: Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. And how many flavors are in the range so far?
1: So right now we have six you can only do six flavors at a time and then we're probably going to do a tropical fruit flavor next as um after the fish and um and then we're planning a few other products to um just give a healthier alternative for like uh coffee creamers flavored creamers and things like that which aren't as big in the uk because you guys Mm. put milk in your coffee which is a little Mm. weird from an american perspective
0: i'm black i i love it black
1: that's amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I find that if I put milk and coffee it sticks on my breath whereas black coffee doesn't but
1: that's, oh, that's just... interesting I think it's a good habit though if you're trying to like cut back on dairy yeah um, but yeah.
0: yeah I like a bit of dairy I have it although I'm I cop out instead of attacking and molesting cows for the natural milk that's meant to go to their calves I mix it half and half with almond milk So, so, Because almond milk (laughs) in itself is boring, so half and half. I reduced my milk consumption, but it's still got a bit of cream. But there we go. (laughs) Right, so the being turns himself round on that three-point mantra. How does a person deal with, because I'm I'm going through the extremity of it myself, it Mm. seems that the society at the moment is predominantly against me. Not personally, but in my point of view and my feelings and how I see it. Now, I would expect that's the same. If you're, you've are you gone down an avenue, you're 40-something, you want to turn it around, your family, others around you are probably going to be resistant. How do you follow your passion? As you say, you, you get good at it, but how do you focus to keep being good at something when the naysayers are sort of ridging you or blocking you, so to speak?
1: That's an interesting question. So I will say... <clears throat> I think one of the most important things you can do is you can surround yourself with people who uh, believe in you and who will Mm. support you and who will back you up no matter how uh, harebrained and insane your ideas are. Because
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem, though, isn't it? Because my my ideas can be harebrained, and I'm like, am I am I going over the edge here? No, but you know
1: what? You'll always have a public that love you. You know, don't forget that. You know, you you have. You know, movies like Star Wars, right? Where originally George Lucas was laughed at and he couldn't get funding, and Mm. people were like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of.
0: Um, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) How many
1: people from that period are kicking themselves from this multi billion dollar industry? I mean, it's ridiculous. The Star Wars fandom. Uh, is never-ending. And so are the opportunities as a result of disagreeing and doing it anyway. I think that every great dreamer, every person who's wanted to do something outrageous, um, it's important if you're doing something that's survival, first of all, I mean, obviously, if you want to do something insane, that's not that, that, that isn't helping other people and that doesn't uh, breathe life into the world around you and in some capacity, I don't think it's a great idea. And I, so don't I shouldn't
0: start a-, a terrorist network or anything like that.
1: For sure you shouldn't do that. That's oh, like, okay. I mean, one, it's not sustainable even from a social media standpoint, you're going to get
0: <laughs> <laughs> True, you know? yeah. <laughs> you
1: can hardly even have an opinion that differs from the, the yeah. mainstream. And that's where I think it becomes a little bit challenging because I do think that if you look closely, you're going to find that there are a lot of people that gel with how you feel and what Mm. you think. But a lot of people are afraid to say anything because we live in a culture um, that quite frankly is a bit of this cancel culture mentality without inspecting the facts. Um, I think honestly that that's the scariest thing that's happened in 2021. I don't think that, that Uh, COVID and the coronavirus is the scariest thing. I think that what's happened as a result of that is the scariest thing. Because one thing we have is our diversity of viewpoints, ideas and opinions. And if they're not um, truly harmful, I think that it's important to be able to communicate them. And I think that it's um, valuable. I've had some of the most amazing debates that have helped to shape my opinions and ideas about things in the world just from having a conversation and if you can't have those conversations um it's a little terrifying yeah to
0: be with you yeah no no you're totally <laughs> not right not
1: to be a downer but like legit
0: <laughs> no it's you could say it's a downer but if people are really down you're picking them up so that's good um yeah i um no i i i totally get what you're saying because um i have these things and ideas that i want to push forward and do and then like as an example Um, this podcast, Facebook gave me a free credit to advertise, so they gave me like a £10 credit. Ooh, exciting. According to the stats that they've done for seven days, they've pushed it out to 2,900 reach or whatever the word is. And Neon 600 have uh, it says touched or gone through or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. uh, where they've looked at it. The Facebook page that I have, no change. Not one single extra like. The same with the podcast because not one Click through. Wow. So it's like, okay, so that doesn't strike at all with a single being out of that reach. I'm thinking, okay, maybe this platform is not for me. Um, which might be it a good sense. thing.
1: You might yeah. be, but you know, you you also might have a viewpoint that that varies a little bit, and then there's things that can be limiting. I mean, I'll tell you, we were doing the Facebook ads, and the first ad that we did was um kind of amazing and we had we for the scrummy sweets right and it was when it was awesome gummy bears and we had done a facebook ad where we had um reached out to friends of friends okay and we got a pretty decent amount of activity so to speak mm-hmm. and then um every other ad after that has been absolutely a waste of money and a waste yeah. of time so it's not that there isn't a uh a platform for it it isn't that there isn't people that are interested necessarily but you do have to target your exact public and you have to find where those people are yeah. and you do have listeners you do have followers yeah. you just have to find out where they hang out
0: yes indeed. <laughs> in a bar <laughs> <laughs> might be,
1: you know you know you, you don't know there could be there there could be a lot of places where people are looking to um explore like the demographics you were saying okay male and they're you know mid-40s looking to possibly make a change in their lives possibly to gain enough courage and uh gumption if you will to use a very american word yeah what's gumption <laughs> gumption is like um kind of ballsy like okay. to step forward and to be willing to do something that's a little bit but it's a but it's a very southern country word just okay
0: so you know. Like function
1: to be a little bit brave and a little bit outrageous, in doing something that's kind of bold and maybe not necessarily going along the path that everybody expects. You know, I, I think that we live in a culture where um, there's certain things that we're told from the beginning of what we should do. You know, go to school, learn, get good grades, go to college or university, uh, get a degree, get a very good job work all day it's okay to not see your family as long as you're making enough money to own a house and to own a nice car that other people are impressed by <laughs> that kind of thing and it's yeah. very I think you kind of grow up and you go wait a minute are you kidding is this it this is not what I this is this is not satisfying for me yeah you know?
0: absolutely so, yeah. yeah okay well Here's here's a question for you, because I know you're a a lady of spiritual nature and a spiritual bent. I heard a great statement made. And yet again, this is why I feel slightly out there on my own in, so to speak. Cande Sowens said last week in an interview, she believes that the world populace are fearful because of the concept or or the spreading of the idea of atheism, that people have become fearful of dying. Do you think that's true?
1: I don't know. I will say that th- here's my opinion. I think I, I, I think that's clever to some extent. Yeah. I think that what's being done is, and I, and I, it's so funny that you would bring her up and bring that up. I ha- it's so insidious what the media is doing, in terms of the division and this creating this feeling of uncomfortableness for everyone, no matter who you are, and feeling this separateness from your fellow person. I live in Florida, right? Mm. So in Florida, if you've followed anything going on, our governor had decided enough was enough. We're not going to destroy every small business across this state, and that's it. So he lifted the mask mandates once there was at least 50% of Floridians that were vaccinated, as per the guidelines. but it's interesting to walk into a place without your mask on and to see um, there's a little bit of a division and it's still being created by the media. It's almost like, wow. like it's being mocked. And I'm like, are we actually, as a group, is it, am I the only person reading the science on it? Because I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like other people should be reading the science on it too and getting educated, but where are they getting their education from? They're getting their education from the media, which has an agenda. And if yeah. you don't think so, um, as a person in America, you're—I don't know what it's like in the UK because I don't see the UK media. But every time we dine out at a restaurant or whatever, if there's if there's television sets that are on, which is a big American thing, yeah, um, it's always the news,
0: right. and
1: it's always this, 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 and this. But to, but then you take something like that. In terms of instilling fear, you take a president of our country who's. Um, doing a Zoom meeting with all the world leaders in a room, presumably by himself, wearing his mask. Is uh-huh. he really because <laughs> you're COVID from yourself? And if everybody even in your office has been tested, you're pretty safe. And just yeah. take the mask off and have a conversation. <laughs> I think, here's what I think. I think a couple of things. I think that in people wearing so many masks, there's this lack of warmth that, you don't even realize you miss until you see it again. So um, Grant and I celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. Um, Congrats. Thank you, earlier <laughs> this month, right? Yeah. And he took me to St. Augustine, in, which is on the other coast here in Florida. And it is the oldest continuously occupied city in America. So it was founded in the 1500s. And it's the closest thing that feels like Europe
0: on American
1: soil, in my opinion. It has cobblestone streets and it has older buildings and it's like actually older buildings. I don't mean like, oh, look, this building was built in 1920, isn't it amazing? And yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but here that's kind of old. And um, most of the city were not wearing masks when we went. And I didn't even realize Until I got there, how much that meant to me. Smiling as I walked down the street, saying good evening and saying, oh, how are you? And that kind of thing was like, it was like soul food Mm. that I didn't even realize that I had missed. So I feel very strongly that part of that fear and part of that um, is, yes, a lack of spirituality because the churches are being shut down. I don't know if you saw. Some of the terrible things that happened in Canada with that priest being pulled out into the middle of the street after he had a service for Easter.
0: Yeah, we've and had it here in the UK. It's also, I know it's predominantly in Poland and Germany, which are very pro-Christian and their services were cut short by police force as well. Yes.
1: And it, I just think that, um, I think soul food trumps everything else. Sorry. Mm. I think yeah, it's yeah. important to nourish the soul and that happens with art that happens with interaction that happens with engagement with your fellow man and um, hugs don't never underestimate the power of a hug mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And I know oh. English people tend to be more conservative, but <laughs> and the hugs are a really, really, really therapeutic way to live. So.
0: Yeah. I enjoy, uh, this is a simple thing of getting my daughter at school when I pick her up because we're mandated here. Apparently the rule is when you, go to our school here meant to be wearing masks but i I, for whatever i'm a rebel whatever i'm outside i'm not going to wear a mask so it's great because i can smile at my doors while everyone else is bound and gagged so i think i've got i've got an advantage there. i'm quite happy with that so yes um when are you going to be because put it this another way i want to get to florida i've been in florida a long time ago love the state do you think Will become its own independent country because I've seen what <laughs> on the news over here we're seeing what's going on in Florida you're not going to have mandatory like I can visit Florida without having to have any jabs or whatever uh, yeah. whether I can leave this country that's another issue but do you think Florida will become another country
1: I don't I don't know about that I do no. think I mean I will tell you that uh, that what you guys see as far as America goes is very uh, carefully crafted. So what you see is not necessarily what's actually happening here in the United States. Just like, I mean, just to give you an example, when they were talking about how intense like after the holidays they were really like trying to bash on florida the hospitals are brimming with people and they're in their uh, icu which is intensive care units right are mm-hmm. are at maximum capacity and people are dying because of the covid so my granddaughter was born on december 29th this is you know just 4 days after christmas and um, they were in the hospital and i asked my son i was like so was it outrageous he goes you know it's really funny because he got to speak to the nurse while he was there. And he was like, so have you guys just been slammed? And she's like, no, not for
0: months. <laughs> no. Like
1: not for months. Yeah, And I had family going, oh, I heard you guys are in so much trouble. I have a friend who is a, <laughs> um, a surgeon and she, she is one of the world's renowned um, foot surgeons, l- literally for sure in the US, but sports yeah. is her specialty. So she had heard that Miami was like just a hot spot of terribleness after the holidays, she went to every single major hospital in her area herself and as a doctor was allowed in allowed to just have free reign of the hospital not one single one was anything close to maximum capacity. So when you see what you see on the news, you have to know that there's an agenda. And it's such an amazing agenda to be standing here and watch and then go, um, what are you reporting? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Not what's happening? Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not all dying of COVID. We're not. It's not just this rapid thing that's taking people down. Yeah. I know. I do know people that have had COVID, and um, I'm not saying that people haven't died from COVID. I'm not saying that at all. But every single person that I know that's had COVID, it was like a flu, and it wasn't a great flu, and it lasted in every case a few days. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, the flu takes seniors every single year. Yeah. I mean, this year it didn't, which was so good. I mean, to see <laughs> that there was nobody with the flu this year was awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the UK were the same. I think there was yeah. 26 people, shame on them, compared yeah. to the normal 100,000. <laughs> what were those 26 people doing? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> So going forward, you've got this uh, company which you're expanding. Now, here's going to be an expansion for you. I am a sole trader. Maybe at some point I should expand and employ people. Other people listening to this who are thinking of changing their lives are like, oh, but I don't want to get into all the taxes, all the employing people, all the HR stuff. What would you advise for a person to get over that mindset of being one as opposed to making the transition to a mindset of having to be in greater numbers. Because there has got to be a leap we have to make.
1: For sure. And I think that any business owner experiences that. I mean, even when we started our web design and hosting company, uh, it was a digital marketing company. We started it in 1999. I was the lead artist, creative, whatever you want to call it. Um, My husband has a background in programming and sales and and I also had a background in sales. So between both of us, we built our business. But there comes a point in your business where there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And I took some advice from a very, very outrageously amazing, successful business owner. Her name is Joy Jendusa. She owns a company. A wow. She owns a company called uh, Postcard Mania, which is a Fortune 500 company. Uh, female-owned she started it out as a as a single mother um, out of her living room with a computer and turned it into a multi-million dollar uh, company with hundreds and hundreds of employees so the one thing she said to me kind of early on when we had our company we were growing it she said you know when you're willing to have a designer who's better than you your company will boom and okay. I thought that was really interesting. And some people I think are afraid to train people to do what they do, but most people that you have as employees for that same reason, they're, they're not excited about the idea of, of business ownership because there's always risk that goes with it, right? Mm. So as you start um, adding employees and you make sure that you find people that are quality, that you're willing to have, uh, be better at the delivery points or take, take care of your customers the way you would take care of them. I think that there's a freedom Mm -hmm. that comes from that because it buys you time and it buys you a little bit of peace and it allows you to expand in a way that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise obviously you 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 don't want to uh employ people that turn out to be assholes i'm sorry Mm. i don't know if i'm allowed to swear but yeah go for it yeah fuck it okay good but because you can have that and that's not fun either so obviously your hiring line you should be on top of from the get-go but um we over time developed a really good process of hiring our staff and we ended up with some pretty awesome employees that we were um delighted to have on our team Hmm. so with this we know we're going to have employees i think the hardest thing is to get them to have the mindset that you have as a business owner without the willingness to be a business owner because you also don't want them to necessarily take your customer base and try to start their own thing
0: yeah that is a fear i think many would have i I used to work for a recording studio, and he wouldn't expand it. He didn't want to advertise it because he didn't want to attract thieves. I thought that was a, a very bizarre philosophy. He had a great, had a great studio, but he's like, I don't want to advertise. It. I don't want to put a sign out there because then thieves will know we're here. Wow, like, that's that's the reverse of what a shop would do, isn't it? It's just, uh...
1: But you do see that kind of thing. I mean, it's an interesting. Yeah. You just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who he stole off then, obviously, why he didn't want to track that. That's an interesting thing. So the, the gum, I keep wanting to say gummy bears. That stuck with me when you had that branding there. That, that gummy bears. Gummy bears.
1: They are gummy bears. It's Scrummy Gummy Bears. That's yeah.
0: When you've done that, do you think there's going to be other areas to help? Because I know you're a very spiritual oriented person and we want to help the greater good how does the gummy birthing help good is it just a dietary thing or is there another mission behind this I mean, theres
1: for sure there's another mission behind it that I didn't expect like um I mean it's interesting because I started my blog at the 365 days of awesome.com my purpose behind that is to lead a more awesome life and help others share what I find along the way and then help them in and everything, I cover everything from being a parent to relationships, to sustainable living, to, you know, navigating the marketing world of um, half-truths on products and ingredients and things like that. So these yeah. are all things that matter to me. And... Um, From that it's been really passionate and when you when you talk about something that you're passionate about and that has meaning, you will find your tribe naturally, you will actually attract very specific people who love. um, Whatever it is that you're sharing and because they have a similar mindset themselves and it resonates with them and sometimes you don't know who you're having an impact on actually but with this product obviously we, we were in a position where we did need to create another source of income. But again, uh, we needed to do something that made us happy and that we felt joyful about for wow. us, gummy bears and candy make people <laughs> smile. It yeah. just does. It, it, there's something kind of magical about it. And there's something kind of heartbreaking for people who can't have sugar um, or can't have artificial flavors or colors and those kinds of ingredients in their diet. And it's heartbreaking when it's sort of an all or nothing. So yeah. they can either cheat and have that and deal with the consequences, which can be um, from a health standpoint, catastrophic, depending on whatever their condition is. If yeah. they're diabetic, for sure, catastrophic. If they're, um, it, it, there's a lot of other um, different things that people have. One of my daughters, uh, my youngest daughter, when she was little, she really couldn't handle sugar. And I, to the point where I had gone to the school and I was like, look, she, she cannot be given sugar at your, um, when there's parties or special events, you have to let me know and I will get special things for her. And of course they would never remember to let me know. So then what would happen is I would pick her up at the end of school and And I would go, how was school? And her eyes would fill up with tears. And she's like, they had a party today at school and I wasn't allowed to have any and I don't know why they would. And I, as a mom, I'm like, I'm literally the worst human in the world. Like I've just destroyed my daughter's social life as a parent. And that's a little bit brutal as a parent. So to be able to provide something, there's that side of it. But then it's that's very, very exciting to me. But the flip side of it is once we started figuring out how to do this commercially, uh, there is a very dark situation in the world of of food ingredients. Mm. And that was really startling to me. So like, for example, um, when we were looking at flavors, right, I've already done enough research to know that when somebody says natural flavors, it's I'm already like oh okay so <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't why know do you thing. need to say that if it is yes
1: yeah. right or it's sketchy or who knows right yeah. and so i went over what our criteria was on flavor situation and, and the types of things that could be included to create these flavors and i was like okay um like i definitely don't want any gmos i don't want any allergens i don't want this i don't want that things like that and they were like well that's really hard because You know, almost everything's in an ethanol base, or it's in these oil bases that are different seeds, and some of them are um, hydrogenated. And I was like, "No, I'm I'm, (laughs) all of that causes inflammation. I'm not feeding that to my grandkids, to my children, and I'm definitely not going to eat it myself." So what do we do? So it was me and these business, uh, the manufacturers, kind of, "Huh, this is an interesting question, and we haven't really had somebody who cared,
0: actually." And I was
1: like, okay, so the only way to get around it was to go with organic natural flavors. And then yes, we do have additional criteria within that, but we had to kind of go that route. And then the same thing with colors. And then I'm even finding out like, okay, this isn't a natural color, but it's extracted through a pretty intense chemical process. That's also contaminating, but because it makes up such a small amount of the product, they don't have to disclose it. I'm like, and, and I definitely had that conversation where they're like, "You don't have to list it on the ingredients." I'm like, "But I still have to sleep at night." So.
0: <laughs> it's still, it's still in it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I yeah. was like, "I don't, I don't think so." So like, we had to really kind of put on our detective hat. And as I was wow. navigating it, what ended up happening is most of our vendors they, they, they started out with, oh, it's you. Oh, you're that person. I'm like, listen, no food ingredients from China. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. They don't have a history that I can trust in the food department. (laughs) And I'm I'm not willing to do it. And and I don't want GMOs. Like there's certain parts of the world where GMOs are not as much of a problem, but in America, it's, it's, it's a huge problem. Absolutely Mm. ginormous. And the glyphosate, which is the um, the biggest problem of it, because you have um, you have G, um, GMO corn, you have GMO wheat, you have GMO soy, those kinds of ingredients, what ends up happening is they get sprayed pretty heavily with glyphosate, which is what's in Roundup, yeah. because even though they're Roundup, uh, they're GMO so that they can resist the pesticides and the herbicides, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they aren't soaked in it. Yeah. And it's incredibly toxic to the human body, actually. Um, to the point where, you know, cotton's one of the dirtiest, unfortunately, pure cotton is one of the dirtiest crops in the world now because oh. of GMOs and because of glyphosate. Um, and you absorb it through the skin and you absorb it through your stomach lining and it destroys, um, if you understand the chemical properties of it, it is. it started out as a uh, kind of an agent orange derivative. Yeah. So what it does is it... it it actually indiscriminately destroys every single-celled um, anything. Wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so uh... your good
1: bacteria gets annihilated, and you and you end up with all these people with gut issues, and you're like, "What's going on with the world?" Well, this could be part of it. Mm. So I didn't want any of that, but you, but but almost all natural flavors and colors are in a base that absolutely will contain GMOs, and um, okay. And they don't have to disclaim, they don't have to declare it. Even, even if you buy an organic candy treat that has just regular natural flavors, they probably have GMOs in them Yeah, and, and I would put money on it. So for me, that was never an option. So I was like, okay. okay, so how do we navigate that? And in the beginning that, like I said, they were annoyed with me, all of the different vendors, because I was such this outrageous person with these outrageous demands. But I was like, I'm sorry. I, I. I have to live with myself. It's not worth it to make a buck if yeah. I can't talk freely about my ingredients. Does that mean that I love every ingredient that's in, in my gummy bears? No, there's still stuff that I want to work on, but it's better than any other candy treat in my opinion and based on my knowledge that's on the market right now. And it's Fantastic. a candy. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, they're going to eat candy anyway. I'm going to do the best I can to make a candy that's... Um, to
0: some extent, healthy. Yeah, I I think that's absolutely epic. I've been, um, I don't know for what point, very young in my age, I've always wanted to make a high protein, low sugar cookie because I love biscuits. And I'd love to be able uh. to just knock out cookies that are zero sugar or zero toxins, but high in protein. Because I'd be like eating a meal, but it tastes like a biscuit, that'd be great. Not biscuit as in America, (laughs) where you you call mashed potato biscuit, but cookies, yes. I'd love to do that. That is absolutely brilliant. Do you know what I find fascinating is that did you go to university?
1: No. Do you want to hear something terrifying?
0: Go for it. So
1: due to a series of technical reasons the last school year that I attended I was 12.
0: <laughs> now yeah that's just fantastic because based on the way you've been communicating and what you've said in nay on the last hour and the fact that you haven't been to school since 12 yeah says something very loud and clear I <laughs> that's, that's brilliant <laughs> i
1: mean for me if you can study any subject yeah it doesn't really matter i was a voracious reader as a kid um even in seventh grade which was when i was 12 they would bring the books from um, from sixth grade. They would bring the books from the, the next school up mm-hmm. to facilitate my voracious reading
0: <laughs> obsession,
1: right? Because wow. I loved it. Um, I'm still, I'm a researcher. I'm a reader. I'm very meticulous about understanding whatever it is that I'm studying. And um, that has been really huge for me. I did. So, so check this out. When I was 20, when I was 20 I had three kids so we definitely started young wow. and yeah. having a family and I was like I better get a high school diploma because otherwise I'm going to be that mom I don't want to be that mom right yeah. That I don't know if you want to call it white trash or whatever
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: want that right yeah. so I, I went and you can do a pretest for your um, general education diploma and you get a high school equivalent diploma and you actually take the test so um I aced my general education diploma test, which is a five-hour test in questions, yeah. and I made what they call the dean's list, um, where I was in the top percentile, and usually people that are doing this um, maybe dropped out of school in their last year as a senior, okay. um, but wow. I dropped out of school after my first year of middle school, and... My mom didn't send me back to school because I was a bit of a mess. I was very much a troublemaker. I was incredibly rebellious and I got into a lot of trouble. So she chose <laughs> to keep me home. Yeah. Um, but I still read and I studied and I loved and I worked and I'm very, I was always interested in learning. Oh,
0: so wow. you seem like an absolute machine. I'm intrigued to know in the Boschhoff household, what does downtime look like? Is it a phenomenon that exists? Absolutely. Okay. Right <laughs>
1: No, we have this joke. We have, so Bashoff activity number one involves eating. (laughs) Dining anything tasty. And Bashoff activity number two involves sitting around, having witty conversation and thoroughly just enjoying the company of each other. Wow. Um, And we definitely do that. And we definitely, we definitely have our downtime. Family is super important to us. So we do spend a lot of time together Mm -hmm. uh, doing various different activities and that kind of thing. Um Grant and I will oftentimes sort of run off and goal plan and figure out stuff and I'll bring my little notebook. See, I made this notebook. Isn't it so cute?
0: You you actually you do your little covers and stuff, don't you?
1: Yeah, I made this. Yeah. I paid way too much for it because I bought it from one of those photo apps like Shutterfly. Wow. But it's it's so cute that I didn't care. And I I designed it it for, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says just a girl who loves gummy bears, but I, it was easier to put it on a notebook right now.
0: Oh no, no, I think girl or guy would be good. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Uh, One final question before I let you go, because I know you, you've got an empire to keep on building and fueling that. (laughs) Um, If um, my, I have my fundamental issue right now, I have many, I have a whole sea of issues, but one of them is motivation to actually produce. Now I know that product, production is the basis of morale, but in recent times I've felt no urgency or desire to do it. I just, irrespective of what people are telling me, oh, you need to do blah, 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 The prime thing within me, I just cannot, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. How does one flip that? Uh,
1: I don't know. I feel like I have that too sometimes. In the Get same- out
0: of it. Oh
1: no, a thousand percent for sure. I mean, sometimes I just take a day and I'm like, and I give myself permission to do nothing. And it's funny because sometimes what I'll do when I say do nothing, that's not really true. (laughs) I might immerse myself in something that I'm just fascinated by. And maybe it's like, you know, like I said, a lettering course um, on how to create beautiful graphics with words, right? Hmm. Something like that, that's, that's seemingly meaningless, but it inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I will create, I'm, I'm constantly creating, in my opinion, the environment around me. So if it, it, it could be something as simple as getting lost in a, in a whole bunch of articles on um, how to live more with less and spending a little time getting inspired or I'll go on Pinterest and I'll look at Um, house design ideas I'm obsessed with mosaics and things like that like very colorful things I have no idea how to do it I'll eventually probably do my own mosaic Um, art in the back um, in my uh, you guys call it a garden we're on the water so it doesn't sound right to say a garden but my back deck yard area whatever you want to call it okay Um, and so that's food for my soul Like looking at art, listening to art, being a part of that kind of creativity, it inspires me. And sometimes stepping back can be the best thing that I do. True. Um,
0: Yeah. I I get your point on that because I I end up beating myself up and not achieving anything.
1: Yeah. But that's not going to help you. If you just keep on, if you focus on all the things you're not getting done and you keep on berating yourself for all the things you're not getting done, you're just going to continue to get uh, more things not done while you're also. Um, focusing on what an idiot or an asshole or a lazy bum you've become, and that's not. It, it, that's, <laughs> first of all, none of that's true. You're not an <laughs> So when you put your attention on that, you're yeah. you're literally just giving yourself bad food. It's kind okay. of like going through the drive-through at Taco Bell and expecting to <laughs> you know, give yourself give yourself permission to to create give yourself permission to take a day. But the other thing that you should do is, and that I definitely do when I find that I really can't get motivated, I do take a step back and I look at what it is that I'm trying to achieve, what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. And then I will make a list of all of the incomplete things that I need to get done. And then I'll try to catch up on those. That for me as weird as it sounds is one of the best things. And it could just be emails, it could be messages, it could be actually posting to Facebook so that my family and friends know what I'm up to, because I'm not always great at doing all of those things. Um, And then the other thing is, I I do think that one thing that can suck the life out of you, in my opinion, is surrounding yourself with negativity uh, and allowing it to seep into your headspace what I mean by that
0: is my my head is saturated like a sponge full of stuff yeah and
1: I think it's and I think that it's interesting like there's that balance between wanting to know what's going on in the world and getting too much garbage like like the idea that everybody is screwed up is a lie that's not true Plenty of people are creating, plenty of people are doing amazing things. And mm-hmm. sure you have to look a little harder to find it because you've got the media that are really happy to have you sitting at home doing absolutely nothing. And the more nothing you can do, the better it works for somebody else's advantage. And we're yeah. not trying to feed that, let's not feed that. And, and to have this idea that this global pandemic, that there isn't something nefarious or some sort of conspiracy uh, principle behind it is stupid. And I don't mean that I want to get involved in it. You can just look at it and go, oh yeah, there's definitely something shady going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: But to focus on it and to suddenly start going down the rabbit hole of that kind of research, yeah. unless you have some sort of unknown, amazing reach into the government or some of these people to change what's happening. That's just you're that's just a recipe for feeling. A little overwhelmed. Instead, yeah. what can you do right now to make a difference in the life of your neighbor, the life of that store down the street that's dying for a little bit more uh, companionship and/or people spending their money so that they don't go under? What can we do to make the world a little bit better? And sometimes even just saying, you know, good morning or good day or it's going to be okay. You know, I follow Charlie Mackey. He's like this English artist that just, he, okay, like. (laughs) I have not heard of him. (laughs) Oh, he's fantastic. So, anyway, but one of the things he does, he's an artist, right? And he tells a story about this mole and this boy and this horse. And he's always got little lovely little tales that kind of go with him it's got a kind of a winnie the pooh sort of flair to it okay and i don't even remember when i discovered him but he's so uplifting and what he does as an artist he's pretty famous and he's actually got a pretty big following okay um there in the uk but he'll he'll sketch out like a piece of art that's like um that'll have some really sweet quote about you know, it's okay. After the clouds disappear, you'll still be here and it'll be, and you'll be okay. Like just uplifting stuff and he'll leave them in, in call boxes and he'll leave them at restaurants oh, okay. and he'll leave them in various just random places in hopes that somebody will find them and that it'll, it'll, it'll lift their day. Wow. You know. And I just think that that kind of adorableness is pretty amazing and very much needed in the world. So I guess that's what I'm kind of trying to say is that that, that that there's that there's more light than there is darkness right now and that if you're immersing yourself too much in the darkness it can feel it can it can drag on your own spirit and make it very difficult to function but yeah. if you can unplug from that and do things that positively inspire you and you can do things that keep you motivated and remind you of the good that you can create you never know what you're going to create that's i mean honestly I started making gummy bears because at one point it was so intense. I've been making gummy bears for years, just by the way, oh, okay. for myself, like yeah. in between travel and whatever. So I started making them more because for me, some people bake, I make gummy bears. It was very therapeutic. It allowed me to unwind. I would blast some music that I loved and I would listen to it and I would make gummy bears and I'd feed them to my husband and he would love them. And one day he said, <laughs> I think we should do these for a living. And I was like,
0: well,
1: <laughs> but that's how it started, you know? Yeah. So if you allow yourself to just kind of do things that, that, that bring you joy. You, you don't know where that's going to end up. You could end up creating a path that you didn't even know was sitting there but you just suddenly uncovered it anyway
0: you've just suddenly uncovered the fact that I don't actually unwind Uh, I'm always focused on I've got to do that got to do something I don't actually just like okay I'm just gonna do I, I, I don't ever do it
1: Oh no, I feel like that's one of the most awesome things you can do. We go for (laughs) drives. We sometimes unplug and we literally just drive along the water. We're like, we'll just go and we just give give ourselves space because I, I just I mean, I I think it's I think it's essential. And you see other people and you smile at them and they smile back and you go, oh the world's actually a pretty good place. Yeah, the,
0: the real <laughs> I mean, stuff you is might good. get
1: shamed too when you're out. It depends, you know. Yeah. We went to a bookstore and everybody looked at us like we were insane. We were literally the only people not wearing masks in the store. Yeah. And I was like, you do know that the governor, like, <laughs> all right, you know.
0: Yeah, well, each to their own, you know, whatever's true for them, that's fine. It's only when they start enforcing it, that's when I get my backup. That's when yeah, I- Yeah, for sure. Well, it's been an absolute honor to have you today. Um, it's just been, as I expected, you, you always have a viable solution at hand and that that's a, it's a great toolbox to have. And a lot of people glibly go, oh, you need your toolbox. You need these uh, stratagems, is another word that they keep using here in the UK. Well actually, yeah, you just have common sense philosophies. It's absolutely brilliant. So uh, thank I thank you. you very much for that. Where yeah. will people find you if they want to look up either the burrs or your uh, blog as it were
1: well my blog i blog at 365daysofawesome.com and i just did a. I just did a blog post actually on renewing my wedding vows with my husband over 30 years and um a lot of people like our story and if you want to see some really good 80s style wedding nonsense you
0: should (laughs) (laughs) yes i have seen a few of those images (laughs) but um yeah,
1: you can check out 365daysofawesome.com and then um, our Scrummy Gummy Bears are the dot scrummy uh, yeah. um, uh, scrummysweets.co you can find us and you can find our gummy bears. They're not available in the UK yet. I'm really mm. sorry
0: about that. Oh, you, you and, racists.
1: No, it's because of allulose. <laughs> so the UK has not approved allulose as a sweetener ingredient yet. It's kind of like how monk fruit was several years ago in Stevia. So yes. um, it is being considered, but it isn't approved yet. And it's sad for me because we have so many friends in the UK that are just dying to have these, but I'm sure that at some point they no. will be available there. So I'm just warning you so you don't feel teased when you go there and then you're like, <laughs> oh, but wait a minute, they don't ship to the UK. And they're like, no, I'm sorry,
0: we don't. Oh, okay. I, uh, your next visit to the UK, is it going to involve an empty suitcase? Is there going to be bring, anything to declare, madam? No. <laughs>
1: I think we're allowed to. I think I'm allowed to bring them and I think I'm even allowed to gift them, but I just, they can't be sold in the UK.
0: Oh, okay. right. yeah. That, that's, I understand. Okay. Brilliant. Well, once again, thank you very much. Uh, it is uh, now, uh, what, what time is it now in Florida? Is it two o'clock?
1: It's 205.
0: Yeah. 205. Okay. Well, regards to Grounds and the Family. Have an thank absolutely you. splendid day. And uh, on you, that James. note, podcast away. Thank you for listening. Now, please share away. If you know of anyone who would have liked this episode, or any other episodes, then please copy the link and send it in a message to them. It would be really appreciated. I want to help people, and if you can help me help people, it's a win-win for everyone. And even more of a win-win for everyone is if you could leave a lovely little review on whatever platform you heard this broadcast on. Thank you very much.